A pharmacist fears bringing back over-the-counter cold medicines containing pseudoephedrine, an ingredient used to make meth, will see the return of pea houses and chemist shop burglaries. Loosening the rules around pseudo is an act policy agreed to by National in its coalition deal. And it's part of the new government's 100-day work programme. The drug has been prescription only since 2011, a policy introduced by the National Prime Minister of the day, John Key, who was concerned about backyard cooks and gangs using it to make meth or pee. Joining us now is Mangafai pharmacist Lenny Wong. Hi Lenny. Oh, kia ora, Lisa. What do you think will happen if this over-the-counter cold meds with pseudo come back on the shelves? Yeah, um, I think, you know, we can, we can look at what's happened before and um, sort of go from there. So when it was available, I can remember, you know, many pharmacies that I worked at, I always worry about break-ins and theft and um, certainly remember having to ID people and um, having to refuse sale to people that I suspect that are purchasing pee, uh, purchasing it to make pee or on selling it to dealers to make pee. And it's a very uncomfortable and unsafe situation for pharmacists to be in. Um, and, you know, certainly I can remember an incident where there was a pharmacist in, I think, Mount Albert, who had a struggle with a, um, a break-in um, and that person, um, I mean, the pharmacists were fine, but that person who broke into the store unfortunately died on the scene. And that was that was quite a tragic um, situation that certainly made headline news then. Um, so, um, and I think, you know, for some of your landlord listeners, they might remember the days where they had to screen tenants for um to see whether they're making pee or, you know, to clean up their property because it's been used as a pee lab. So, you know, I think I think we can confidently say we would um, see a bit of return in that if, you know, people can source the precursor pseudoephedrine for pee um, locally. So you've, you've seen more sort of DIY job, if you like, yeah. Is it worth it then to bring it back as an over-the-counter med? Oh, look, I, there's definitely been mixed um, feedback from my um, from my pharmacist um, colleagues. Um, certainly, you know, I, I, I'm, I can say, you know, pseudoephedrine is an effective product. We we all can agree about that. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, it is effective, but, you know, the condition it's treating um, from a health perspective is relatively minor. Cold and flu is a self-limiting um, condition. Um, so, you know, we need to really think about the benefits, the balance between benefit and harm. Um, so, and that, that's how we think about it through um, medicine. So I think, you know, pharmacists will have to make a really um, conscious decision about what to do. Like, you know, we're all very caring people and the way I decide what to what to sell in my shop is, you know, I look at the need of my community. So if my community wants it, I will stock it. But if it becomes, um, you know, a danger and I've, you know, there are P labs starting in my community or, you know, there's risk of breaking or putting my staff at risk of um, of um, holdups and things like that, then I have to make that tough decision not to sell it. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is while, while it is an effective product, but I think, you know, if they do want to bring it back, there needs to be some serious safeguard in place. You know, it, it, you know, it definitely will mean, you know, the return of break-ins in pharmacy and possibly even ram rates at pharmacy next. Um, you know, this is the sort of thing um, we should be, be proactive about. Um, so, Lenny, think, what know, would you yep. want then? You know, uh, some businesses are being offered and have been offered, obviously, extra security measure, measures and funding for that um, as yeah. a result of RAM rates. Do you think pharmacies will be in the queue to get that kind of assistance from the government as well? Oh, absolutely. I think if they want to bring pseudoephedrine back, that needs to be um, that needs to be made available to pharmacy because, you know, it's certainly, um, you know, I think, it's hard to know, but I think it, we, we will see a comeback. So it is still a precursor to make pee. Um, and if it is available locally, then we will, 
probably see the return of um, PLADs at home. Um, and yeah, certainly, you know, it needs to be made available. There needs to be a way to um, to safeguard the situation because we know what the harm is and we've already seen it in the past. So if you're going to bring it back, then we need to have measure in place to prevent those harm. And the other thing that, you know, that's important to think about now is that, you know, we, we now have more pharmacies that, um, you know, where their business model is to sell cheap product and to, you know, help encourage people to buy more. So we need to think about what um, what measures are in place to make sure, you know, people can't just walk into a big department store and buy lots of pseudoephedrine products. Okay, Lenny, that's an interesting well. point. Yep. That's an interesting point. So tell me a little bit more yep. about that. Do you think that there should be limits on the amounts you can purchase? There Should there be a register, for example, where people have to present an ID? What do you think would be appropriate safeguards? Yeah, I think that was what pharmacy used to do to um, make people present ID and keep a record of it. But it's sort of done quite haphazardly. There isn't a national database. Like each pharmacy will have their own processes. So if we're going to bring it back and we already know what the harm was, then we can sort of, you know, be proactive about it, maybe start a national register, um, have, have a way that we can record things so we, you know, there's a bit more information sharing between pharmacies so we can um, safeguard our community. And um, limits, so that's, that's do you think, on the product, Lenny, would be appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, you know, perhaps, uh, I mean, this, well, this is the thing. Medicine classification needs to be left up to the experts. So we in New Zealand, there's a pathway for that. It's called the Medicine Classification Committee. So that they are the right people to make that type of decision. So perhaps, you know, they might want to consider um, bringing it back as a pharmacist-only medicine where, you know, you have to have a consultation with the pharmacist before you can purchase this product. Um, so that's one of the measures they can put in place. However, you know, I'm not an expert in that matter. and understand. I understand. Okay. Yeah, I would, under, I would encourage the politician to go through the correct pathway to get that sort of advice. All right, Lenny, we're almost out of time. Very quickly, this is on the government's 100-day plan, so they're placing high priority on it. Is there another policy that you would rather see there in its place? Oh, I think um, one of the big policy that National talked about is definitely um, wanting to bring back the $5 co-payment. Um, you know, like, I think one of the things that we've all noticed is that um, it's been really good for pharmacists not to have to collect that tax. Um, so we've actually have more time to care for our patients. So if they want to bring it back, I would like to know, um, you know, whether there's a there's an easier way that's not going to take too much time away from pharmacists to, you know, to actually action this red tape. Um, I mean, there's many other products that, many other things I like to talk about as well, like the minor almond service, like we've, we've done this over winter. Um, you know, certain regions have rolled it out, um, extended the service, but, you know, w- what is happening with that? Those are the sort of services that are going to help our community. Um, and, yeah, and I just, yeah, and then I guess the other thing um, is that we want to hear more about, um, you know, what's going to happen with uh, Mulberry and Pacific um, health professional and pharmacists falls under that category as well, I think. Um, as a health professional, I really do see um, more Pacific Islander being disproportionately affected. Understand, Lenny. Yeah, understand. Yeah. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. That is Mangafai pharmacist Lenny Wong there.